You're listening to a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. We are the Elsners. Coming up on Elsners number 87, Disney XD is getting a new Star Wars animated show. Fast and the Furious is coming to Netflix as an animated series. Greg Berlanti is letting you choose your own adventure with Fox. And Kevin Feige says the Eternals are coming. Plus, we talk about Avengers Infinity War. Spoiler free. All this and more on the Else Nerds. Hello and welcome to Else Nerds, a production of Galactic Network. I'm Gregor Sprague and joining me is Corey Scott. And before we get started, for all info on this show, including show notes and subscription links, go to elsenerds.com. And for other Galactic Network programs, go to gncasts.com. And on Nelsoners, we tend to shoot our mouths off without thinking, so we'll both spoil things and swear liberally. You have been warned. Yep. Corey, how you doing, uh, sir? The, the language in Nelsoners is a bluer than an incel's balls. And if you're listening to the show, like Chloe from Smallville, you're probably questioning a lot of your life decisions right now. <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh, that, yeah, that one was harsh. Like seeing that, and it's like everyone posting about it. And I'm like. All right, yeah, you're like I, I don't want to say benefit of the doubt, but it's like okay, she's tied to this, but it, it's here like oh, Smallville star because it's she's been in other things, but really it is Smallville. And I'm like, um, and if she beats this rap, are you guys just gonna how much crow are you gonna have to eat if she beats? It? I'm not saying she will. I'm not saying she will. I don't know because I don't. I I like my entertainment the way I like I like my news fake. Yeah. All I can say is Dianetics is a hell of a drug. (laughs) But yeah, so um, for those of you guys who are are joining us here live and are wondering why we push it back, it's because, hey, it's Thursday. It is the, you know, the day that Avengers Infinity War opened, at least on the East Coast. It is actually, I think the first screenings are coming out to your into your town now, like into the West Coast where you're at. There are people Um, out here that are definitely going to see it today i i just was not able to do that and usually i don't hit these things up their their first weekend out when it's when it's this crazy yeah this Uh, one i I don't know if it's because i've never really done a 7 a 7 p.m screening of a movie but this one i'm like oh holy shit and actually not to, I'm gonna say this for the review, but this is definitely one of those where I probably would have punched people if I heard them talking about the movie as I'm standing in there waiting to go see the movie. Yeah, and it, and it let's, let's, like let's emphasize. Yeah, let's emphasize yeah. really fast. Uh, while Elsnerds does spoil things, in this case, uh, at the request of the directors of the film, we are going to make sure that Gregor's review is spoiler free. Yeah, uh, he's going to and- talk about it. Is is roundabout without giving you things that would ruin the the enjoyment of the movie. Some people on <clears throat> other shows have have uh, gone off of some article written that says spoilers make movies better. I, I don't know if I agree with that or not. I, I I haven't checked the science. I'm not a scientist. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where polar bears come from. I, yeah. I just I know that for me personally, I'm trying to avoid it, but. It's really in this case. I know it's it's one of those things of like, oh, so the directors asked you not to spoil it this one time. Uh, why why should they be the ones to get away with this? I I get that, sure, but we're gonna go with the 
the request. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna err on the side of caution. And yeah. so if you want to hear a spoiler-free review of Avengers, then that will come up in our else view segment. Yes, definitely. Um, but before we get to the else views, we have the else news. And the first news topic, it's actually a twofer. We're sort of combining these two stories. Uh, but the first story is in here is that Star Wars will be getting a, an anime, a new animated series on Disney XD. I'm saying Disney XD because it says it airs on Disney, but whatever. Um, called Star Wars Resistance. And it is coming this fall. What this is, this is going to take place uh, in the months before The Force Awakens. So this is definitely Star Wars, you know, Star Wars and Disney hitting at the thing that's given them success in the animated side of inside of things here. With the, we have a big event. We are going to flesh out the events beforehand by doing, you know, by doing animated stuff you know that's what the star wars the clone wars was that's what star wars rebels was um with the clone wars being in between two and episode two and three and then clone wars being between three and four with this we have this is going to be you know like i said before episode seven the cool thing with this is that we have that we're following kazundo ziono kazuda kazuda sorry uh, Ziano. Ziano. I, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing Ziano just from how it's spelled. Yeah. Kazuda yeah. Ziano, yeah. Uh, we don't know who is playing that character and we don't know really anything about that character at this point. But uh, what Greg is alluding to is that it is going to involve voice actors related to the Star Wars films. Uh, Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie plan to repl- reprise their roles of uh, Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma respectively. Yeah. So in that regard, we're getting something that is not only tied into the current crop of movies closely, uh, although it is prequel, mm-hmm. we're also getting people from the films and and prominent characters from the films. One of the things that I think is a somewhat of a complaint about the two movies so far is that Captain Phasma has been eye candy only has been a very visually interesting character from the trailers and then not given much to do or to mm. to earn that coolness factor other than the fact that it's Gwendolyn Christie playing her, which itself is pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of people have... Re- I think that's why a lot of people t- had taken to Marvel's uh, Captain Phasma comic that they did, the, the short run series uh, written by Kelly Thompson because it flushed out Captain Phasma way more than what either of these two movies have done, where I think she's had all of maybe four lines. Ten, yeah, yeah, I think like four Same lines. lines. They they Boba fetted her. There's cool yeah. armor, yeah. which is great, and and this interesting looking character that has no. I don't want to say balls. Uh, that's just not fair. No, no lady balls. But but just there's no. It, it it's a cardboard cutout. Almost. Yeah. It's yeah. it's there for show and hasn't earned anything beyond looking cool. And and since we know there's somebody who can play a very striking character who is a very good actress, mm-hmm. it has all these capabilities behind her, it it feels like we're getting cheated yeah. by what we're seeing up on the screen uh in relation to her. And and it seems like every time we see her, she gets 
she just gets kind of like punked. <laughs> and, and so if this, if, this may fix I, some of that. Yeah, if anything, this is giving me the hopes that when uh, Seth Green and the guys over at Robot Chicken do the like episode seven or you know like the new trilogy robot chickenifying of it that they do they sort of do that with her character like like they did with the boba fett like you know boba fett in the starlight pit and then like you know it wasn't always like this and and actually get gwendolyn christie to do the lines because i mean they could they could pull that star power but with this with uh star wars resistance the beautiful thing is the additional voice cast here so you have uh because right now those Poe Dameron and uh Captain Phasma are the only two that we've really heard you know from the movies in here but it makes sense because I was sitting here thinking while you were talking well what about Ray what about Finn and I'm like hey, what about on. love yeah <laughs> baby don't hurt me but I look at this and I go, "Oh wait, duh, moron! It takes place before the uh, before the Force Awakens, where you meet them, you know, as right. they're meeting everyone else." But the additional voice cast in here has Bobby Moynihan, Don, uh, Donald Faison, Christopher Sean, Susie McGrath, Scott Lawrence, Myrna Valesco, Josh Brenner, Jim Rash, and Rachel Butera. That's a great voice cast. I mean, I don't know all those actors, but. I mean, a lot of those guys have been doing voice work for a while, you know, for things, you know, Donald Faison has been doing voice work for Robot Chicken for a, a long time now. Actually, I think even interned with them to do the stop motion, um, you know, stuff shortly after Scrubs left or Scrubs, Scrubs went off the air and stuff. But, uh, you know, Jim Rash, you know, brilliant writer, director, actor and all that. I'm excited for this one. You know, mainly because it's Star Wars, and the the one thing that I don't like with this is the fact that it seems like Disney's still doing the whole. Well, Disney Channel is more for girls, and Disney XD is more for guys thing. Well, where, you're the one who made the distinction that it's Disney XD when the article says Disney Channel. If you look at the bottom. Uh, Star Wars Resistance or Resistance will premiere oh, this fall on the on Disney, Disney Channel. Channel. Like yep. Disney XD. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know. It, it 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 does make a certain degree of sense to have a type of programming on one station, so that the expectations, if you're already tuned in, that you don't change the channel. But that's a type, not necessarily going for like like program that'll go for the boys or go for the girls. And even then, I also don't know that Star Wars is necessarily for the boys. Well, but it's 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 going along with their, or you could even put it with this of they're going with turning Di- or turning Disney XD into something along the lines of where it's where the the properties that they've purchased go because it's also where we get the Marvel animated shows is over there, but they have other programming as well. I don't know. I don't like the idea because I don't like the i. You know, as Beat put in the chat, a CBS All Access move. You know, you start, you get the premiere here on this one channel, which in cable packages is a lot smaller down. 
you know, it's on the, you know, it's on the, oh, you signed oh, up for Oh, it's cable. a lower tier. Here's, so yeah. so here's, everybody here's will get the regular Disney channel, but yeah. to get Disney XD, you have to go up to a higher station. Yeah. And all that. It's 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 that Disney, you know, it's, it's that CBS All Access part here, you know, with Star Trek. Oh, here we're gonna put the pilot out on, you know, we're gonna air it on on our national, you know, network TV and all that. But do we feel watch... like it's gonna be resolved when Disney launches their own streaming service? Do you think you're gonna get access to the Disney Channel and the Disney XD stuff on that service too? Yes, because right with I, I honestly feel like because right now, like on the Roku, they have, um, they combined all three. Because they had it, they had it split up a lot more logically with one of them. They had Disney Junior as its own app, and then they had Disney and Disney XD, all of which you had, you still had, as long as you had the cable subscription, live stream available. So you could, you know, so you could actually, you know, like I could plug my Roku right in there, turn on Disney, and then, you know, open up the Disney app and go, okay, I want to watch that live. What they've done now is, if they call it Disney now where it has all the stuff you know it has the Disney XD the Disney Channel and the Disney Junior stuff all in one area you just sit there and go okay I want to watch this show to where I feel like it could backfire in a way for the kids who come at it from the you know just solely the app side and they're like mommy mommy I want to watch this well what channel's on I don't it's on Disney. They turn it to Disney and it's Hannah Montana. Well, not Hannah Montana. They, they don't play anymore. But it's like Bizarre Vark or, you know, one of the other shows that they, that airs now on Disney. Or, you know, like stuck in the middle. And you're like, but that's but Star Wars is supposed to be on right now. It says it on, on my room. Well, go back and watch your room. I don't want to. And, you know, fight start that way. I, don't know. I, I, I still at, feel like it has the types of shows that are on XD all lead more. And you might be right on the on the stuff that was well it's not really licensed because they own all those properties they own star wars they own marvel but it may be that it's more of tween adventurous programming yeah like stuff that that's that's more of a a dramatization story with action versus what disney channel itself would have that might lean more towards the classic disney characters and and versus disney junior or whatever that is I'm not as familiar with that. I, I don't I don't I don't disagree that it sucks to have to go to a higher end channel uh mm-hmm. as far as cable tiers, but I also feel like that's something that's going away. Yeah. It is is and, that they're they're not looking at it as that way because they're giving people the option at, at some point to just subscribe to Disney directly. Yeah. And also because you had mentioned uh Disney Junior, that's like the Nick Jr. That's where you get you know, like the Paw Patrol, the stuff for the little kids to where that's where it makes with the channel side of things, it makes more sense for me to do, you know, like, because they have a Disney Junior channel as well. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's on the same tier as Disney XD, but you do Disney as sort of an all over, you know, you know, for everyone channel where you would feature, you know, stuff like this. But then you do Disney XD for the older kids, you know, like how they had this past summer where they had, uh, you know, it was all gaming focused, where they had the Polaris Primetime and uh, Polaris Player Select, where you're watching people play video games and stuff. And the only thing they really did was censor for language. Like, that's really all they did. And, you yeah, know, they, I, and, they, and they brought back Attack of the Show with the attack on 
you know on on TV again. It it it, it similar to when FX introduced FXX, mm-hmm. and it's it's one thing that, like we're introducing this other channel for additional programming, but the, what they did is they cannibalized a lot of the stuff from FX yeah. over to that. Uh, and it, you're right. It, it's, but I feel like in that case, because those shows had been well established on FX first to move them over to FXX was a bigger deal than we're introducing this on the Disney channel and then we're moving it to Disney XD, uh, cause they'll probably play in, bo- in both places at the same time. Still. Yeah, yeah. So this is a show that's uh, about a newly recruited resistance pilot named Kazuda Ziano. And, uh, he's tasked to be a spy. I'm assuming a he. Uh, it has to be a spy on the first order. So it, it's going to establish a lot of the stuff that we've kind of had cursory interactions with on, in the movies because the movies has been about these new characters more than anything. Uh, and we don't know a lot of the whys as to why the rebellion became the resistance and why the empire became the first order. So maybe some of that will be explained too. It, it's, it's a nice enrichment for stuff that you know is not getting answered in the two-hour films that come out every two years yeah the one of the things that I, I sort of hope is if this takes off like like i think it will um that we get more of the actors from you know you know like you know we get adam driver and we get john boyega um, you know, repri- or, you know, bringing their roles over to this. Because John Boyega definitely seems like there could be some story there. Yeah, because he, his idea of waking up and deciding to not be a part of the first order mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, well, is... and that could, I could, I could see that being, you know, something in season two or three. Plus, then he gets to play a villain. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, because I mean, it's it's one of those things that I look at this and I go, okay, there is promise with this, with you know star wars resistance you know with how all this stuff is set up and it's also (laughs) finn's tales of a janitor yeah but where you get all this stuff going on and i i feel like we could have quite a bit of stuff you know explored on here that would enhance the movie going experience of seeing you know these two-hour movies every you know every other year in between the a Star Wars story movies. Um, oh, which reminds me, one of the trailers that they played before um, Infinity War was the solo mo- movie trailer, which I've seen a million times at Target. Thank you, Target, for striking that deal. Um, but it's it's actually working on selling me on 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 the solo movie. Like Good. I'm I'm seeing that trailer and I'm like, I'm probably gonna go and seeing this. Because at first I'm like, oh great, I didn't need, need to watch this trailer. And I'm I'm gonna get like the first time seeing it, I'm gonna get so sick of it. I did get a little bit sick of it, but at the same time I'm like, I'm gonna go see this movie. I I just don't I don't think it'll be like I did tonight. Like, hey, can we push the show back a little bit? Because I'm going to see Solo. But you know that next day, you know the next day off or whatever, be like, and I'm going to the movies. But yeah, the other animated side of uh, the animated show. Actually, there's some stuff in here that I don't even know happened um i did not know that dreamworks animation was bought by comcast and nbc universal so I, yeah I didn't, that's kind of news to me too yeah but in when i saw this headline this you can file this under the wait what headlines for me uh netflix is working on an animated series based off of the fast and the furious with uh universal movies 
and the uh, DreamWorks animation. So this is a cartoon show, you know, an animated TV show based on the universe of the Fast and the Furious, and it is geared towards families. The series is going to be executive produced by Vin Diesel. Well, well hold uh, up. According to Dom, the the whole Fast and the Furious chain is about family. When, when I say family, I mean bring your kids, not, oh, yeah, you know, Pat, Pat, we're family sort right, of deal yeah. and all that. But yeah, so uh, the Fast and the Furious, you know, is based on Universal's, you know, franchise. It will be executive produced by Groot, I mean, Vin Diesel, uh, Neil Moritz, and Chris Morgan. And they were also producers on the live action movies. And I mean, the cool part is because this is like, this is the big headline grabber. The other part of it is the fact that that DreamWorks Animation is going to be doing a lot of stuff and Universal Movies will be doing a lot of stuff for Netflix with what this deal sounds like. Um, have they not been already though? Because they did the Puss in Boots series. Well, but I, I mean, like it's, it's going to be things. even. More, I think it's, yeah, they have, but it's. I feel like it's going to be even more. It, yeah. it is a little interesting, just because this was. It, it sort of came out of nowhere, uh, and because it's not an animated series from another animated series. It's not like the King Julian series uh, based off of the, uh, what was the Madagascar? Uh, yeah. Based uh, off of, movie. based off of the penguins of Madagascar, based off of Madagascar. Right. Uh, yeah. So the fact that they're taking a film and making an animated series for it, uh, this is going to focus on Tony Toretto, the teenage cousin of Dom Toretto from the films mm-hmm. who will infiltrate a racing league that is actually a front for a criminal empire. So, obviously, tonally bringing it down to a younger audience level, but yeah, still yeah. sticking with the themes and where the ridiculous driving will be as cartoonish as the actual animation, as mm-hmm. opposed to just what they try to make us think yeah. is the the action movies. One of the parts that has me has you know for me has some promise of it is the showrunners that they have here, the you know the executive producers and showrunners one of them uh tim tim hedrick for uh who who was a producer on voltron legendary defenders and brett holland from all hail king julian the the other show you mentioned will serve as executive producers and showrunners i mean this it is a smart move where i i first looking at the headline at work the other day i was like wait what this a fast and the furious animated series not reading the article just reading the headlines I'm like, this is, this is dumb in my, but reading this, you know, reading the article here, I, I agree. You know, it actually, I, you know, how you point out with like, it's following Dom's cousin, um, you know, Tony and all that, which I'm picturing him bald. I mean, if, if you're going to have a, I mean, it's just like, what, it's a family condition. I don't know why I made him sound a little bit like Stallone, but whatever. Um, I, I, I seriously look at this and I go. Like yeah, this is them expanding that animation side with with Netflix, which it's already been there. But I mean, you can always expand because I saw and they they've got a Spy Kids animated show, you know, in there now. Like I was looking the other day, I'm like, wait, wait, what? They have a Boss Baby spinoff cartoon. Um, I don't think Alec Baldwin's involved with it, but I'm like, okay, that's a thing. So it's one of those things, like it's it's Netflix still doing the whole throw this out there, see see what sticks 
Um, I feel like all the services are doing that at this point yeah. as they're canceling shows more uh, freely. They're, they're certainly not afraid to take a show that if they don't feel has developed an audience fast enough to just say, all right, no more of this. Then, yeah, they're going to keep throwing more and more yeah. stuff out to see what happens. I look forward to the other uh, Vin Diesel spinoff property. Uh, Riddick does a new Are You Afraid of the Dark series where it's just him sitting there in the black with his glowing eyes telling little kids horror stories <laughs> and then watching him get eaten by monsters. We just you, did Pitch Black. It'd be called Are You Afraid of the Pitch Black? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I will give you I will give you the listener an option here. Or three options. You can either listen to us talk about a, a a new movie that's being done by Greg Berlanti. You can hear Corey do an ad, or you can hear silence for 30 seconds. I'll let you decide. Thank you. If you chose A, this is the next story. Um, Fox is planning a choose your own. <laughs> Did you get worried for a second? I, I was like, fuck, do I have to do an ad? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, not if you don't want to. Uh, Fox is planning a choose-your-own-adventure movie with Greg Berlanti. The Kino Industries movie or control movie, a collaborative cinema experiences, it's quoted here in the article, is partnering with 20th Century Fox for this choose-your-own-adventure movie. All right, so I, kids, I, now you might not know uh, about these things, I read uh, but back mm-hmm. in, in, in the 80s, we had these things called books, and they were <laughs> printed on uh, dead tree strips, and uh, nor- normally a book goes in a, a chronological order. The pages are numbered. You go from, uh, I, I was going to say one to the whatever the highest number is. But there are things like the indicia and stuff that don't have numbers. It's really confusing. You got to flip past all that shit to get to the actual crunch of like chapter one. Uh, what Choose Your Own Adventure was, was a book that you would read a chapter. And then at the end of the chapter, it would give you a couple of choices and say, if you think the uh, character should do this... Uh, flipped to page 27. If you think a character is going to instead eat a bunch of pie, uh, flip to page 93. And then you go to that next chapter, the chapter that it led you to, and it would get to the end of that page, and it would say, okay, now she's eaten the pie, and if you think she's going to be enormously sick, uh, go back to page 62. If you think that uh, the pie was excellent and she should also devour that cake over in the corner, go to page 142. And you flip to page 142 and it says, well, dumb bitch died. Uh, she got diabetes and just fell over. And and you're like, oh, oh, shit, I didn't mean to go to that page. And, and you flip back over to, to page 62 where she was just like she threw up and becomes bulimic. And that that's that's the whole gist of the, this stuff is usually they were adventure stories. And you would make the choices for the character. And sometimes the character would not make it past your chapter. You would make the wrong choice. But it's never really a wrong choice because you're getting a story. You just get to a gruesome end for that character. Uh, or you would make a different choice and it would go on longer and longer. But still eventually end because stories do that uh, back when they weren't in the Marvel Universe. This, How this is going to play out in a movie experience is interesting to me and and particularly a movie experience in a theater uh because we were talking about this a little bit before the show and and you had some thoughts on it so 
because what this is with like like i'm pretty sure this is working the the kino kino industries um you know control movie technology that they're working on here i highly doubt it's gonna be just a little panel thing that you put you know that sits right there at the arm because it's gonna be something that the movie theaters are gonna have to you know invest money into to then you know only work for select movies and all that so probably what it's going to end up being is as you're as you're sitting in there and you're watching the the pre-roll stuff you know the oh hey your local business paid for this ad so watch this ad and they're going and they're pimping out their ar apps which that was a new one uh the movie theater that i went to to watch infinity war they had the um you ever heard of the company nuvi i don't know if they if you've seen it over in in your movie theaters but um it's it used to be uh oh gosh it, it had a different name because it still has maria menounos hosting it but they have this new va or arcade it's ar capitalized because it's augmented reality where they put the screen you know they put the picture on the big screen and you take your phone and you go like this and you're playing a game where you're blasting aliens or whatever um so now they're encouraging people to pull out their phones in the movie but theater. That's, but that's before the movie. Before that's, the movie, I know. That's in the... <laughs> back in my days, when they gave you the trivia questions up there, and you're sitting there, you're like, it's Tom Hanks! Or, or you know, or at least I was, because I was an indoor kid who had no life. Um, with this, it's going to be, oh, oh, hey, download our, our Kino Industries app. <laughs> as beat is putting it sounds awful um but where by the you, way if anybody wants to know the question that gregor was screaming the answer to it was obviously who was the lead in boys in the hood tom hanks yes um actually i think it was something about castaway but yeah it was like or it, it'd be the like you know all those weird puzzles that they had and stuff where i'm just like it's this and my mom's like how do you know this oh i just do but so with this, I I see the Kino Industries, you know, the control movie, you know, control spelled the cool hipster way of CTRL or Elite Speak way being an app that you download and then you you then vote for it. Right. You know, you, you vote for your editing and stuff, which would be OK if it was in only in the the movie, like at home. You know, I see it working great for the home movie part. Because you know it's you know you're still doing all the things and it's it would probably make it you know for shorter episodes and whatnot, or in there have been theaters that have been talking about doing the oh what were they called uh the the movie theater you know, like certain screenings where the lights would be on and you could talk and stuff like that like they like to where you know you play be on your phone you know the kids can run wild you know those type of screenings I mean like, okay this like. It, this sounds incredibly like I'm wanting to segregate my movie experience, which a part of me is, but only because I, when I go to the movie theater, you know, I paid, you know, nine fifty to go see this goddamn movie. I don't want to have to hear, no, don't go in there, don't go in there, you know, and stuff like that, you know, laugh at the appropriate times, but, you know, don't be going, don't be talking to your, your significant other, or, you know, making out behind me. Well, here's, here's something. I, I want to read this part of the article. Yeah. It says, The tech allows the in-theater audiences to control the characters' actions throughout the film using the app, so very much likely that they're going to use their own phones, 
that offers people dual commands during pivotal points in the film's action. Depending on the audience's choices, the film will have a different plot, ending, and even running time. Now, here's here's a problem that I have right there, is that movies have their set start times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, I'm going to go to the 6.15 show. Otherwise, if I don't make it to that one, they're not running another one until 7.20. Yeah. As an example. And so you go to a movie and everybody makes or the the higher percentage of audience that's participating makes the wrong choices. And the movie that's supposed to be an hour and 45 minutes is suddenly an hour and 10 minutes. So you've got this whole unused time for the theater and everybody just kind of got a little bit gypped. Not only that, we are in a troll based society especially the people who love to fuck around with technology so that I could see people just going and doing everything they can to make the worst decisions and overpower people who would like to get the enjoyment of the film. Yeah. And, and just like hack the movie like, Hey, now everybody choose B and it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, everybody blows up. Uh, halfway through a Stephen King novel when he stopped giving a fuck. Uh, (laughs) I, I, I feel like it's a weird choice to make. Now, when when I was a teenager, there was the movie Clue. And mm-hmm. Clue was advertised as having three different endings. And depending on which theater you went was to three, for which showing, four? three. Okay. Depending on which theater you went to and, and, and which showing you went to is how it was advertised, you would see one of the three different endings. Now, when they put it out on cable and on VHS, they included all three endings, but it always seemed like it was a bit of a jip if you got one ending and then the expectation was you'd have to go and try to find another theater that might play the other endings that you haven't seen yet to figure it out to get to see all three. It was interesting, but it always made sense to me to just why not have all three like they did on the VHS. And and maybe that's part of why the film wasn't very successful as people were kind of put off by that idea. Yeah. The movie is great. The movie is oh, yeah. a total classic now. But I would have been really bothered if I got the uh, Mrs. Peacock ending, which to me is probably the worst one mm-hmm. uh, versus the other two. And especially the the real ending with with uh, Mr. Green. So this seems interesting in a private viewing situation. Yeah. It seems interesting in a home viewing. It seems very, very interesting and compelling for a tablet application where you're just Mm -hmm. choosing the stuff right there and i could see the technology kind of stemming from oh yeah we'll make choose your adventure stuff for people to play on their ipads but to take it to this kind of extreme is it just seems so challenging yeah to get a good experience out of it now here's for someone who's very creative that could possibly come up with a way to make it that no matter what you choose, you still get a cool, interesting movie and, and all of them lead to roads that all end around the same time and do give you promises. And maybe it's like a fake out of like, oh, you choose you choose this thing where you watch one of the characters go off on one story as opposed to watching the other character go off and you're only seeing half of the stuff and then they meet up again and the intersect points all are the same no matter what. So here's here's the thing. like that I honestly see this probably how it would play out um you know and and i'm gonna start off by asking this at your at your your the the movie theater you typically go to do they have the the one theater that is the smallest i feel like they have some more premium theaters up front and some 
maybe the second week for movies get moved to the back. Yeah. But I don't I don't know that they're necessarily smaller. I've been in I think like, the Petaluma like, like, theater. Like, attendance wise. Like attendance wise, like it can only fit so much. I, I don't yeah. know if that's necessarily the case, although there is a whole other section that I haven't seen any movies in that section in a few years, and I can't remember if that section is going off. Yeah. So it's like you go to the right and you've got 10 or 15 theaters that kind of curve around to the back, but mm -hmm. then there's over on the left-hand side past the concession stand, there's another group of theaters that I don't know get used that often and are yeah. maybe only for specific things. But I, be, I believe the Petaluma Theater has the larger theater and then the mm -hmm. smaller theaters. And the larger theater has the the uh, full lean back seating and yeah. the, everybody gets their own armrest and stuff. Yeah, because well, I bring that up because the, the movie theater that so for in my area, we have two movie theaters, um, you know, and they're right across the street from each other. Actually, technically, we have three, but one is, you know, it's a one, you know, one theater sort of town it sort of sort of, sort of it's only got one screen it's one of those sort of things and so the movie theater i i go to it's it's in the the goodrich quality theater family um as opposed to amc with the other one and that one is where where i talk a lot, a lot about the movies that i've seen it's at the 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 goodrich theater like for example when i saw baby driver i saw it's about a month after it opened and it played in i think it was theater 10 and theater 10 it's you know still has you know it's big screen and all that stuff or yeah no yeah the big sick and baby driver both were in there because it was it was weird because i went to see baby Dr or big sick in you know it was the opening week the extra you know bigger sick as it was called um, but it's the one where where they basically go, oh oh, it's either the private uh, events like have your birthday party at the movie theaters, or the uh, you know your it's been you know a month outside or hey you know you're a but you're a bunch of guys and you want to watch the, the latest UFC fight, you know here rent the movie theater you know rent this movie theater and all that stuff. It's that's where it's not really big. It seats probably maybe a hundred and it's not in even in like the recliner seats that that you know are you know one of the other theaters in you know and when i say theaters i mean the it's, screens. The, it's the ones they don't think are going to be the big money makers yeah. yeah so this is where i see this going into the this choose your own adventures thing because where they still you know would have you know would prob probably would end up losing money to where like that's the other thing is like i don't see this really making a lot of money to where i think it would end up going towards the home theater market and all that it, but that that's kind of my question then is then why even try to roll something like this out because you're gonna have to set up some sort of special equipment for people with the apps to be able to send the the choices that they make up so that the theater itself reflects it and not just going out to the the web and having to shoot back yeah. uh you're gonna have to do a lot of stuff to prep this at which point why not just make it a home video release to begin with mm -hmm. where you can control the stuff uh, with your Apple remote. Oh wait, no, those don't have any keys. Uh, it's just... <laughs> I think I think the reason why is because of the people that they got going with it. You know, they got you know Berlanti Productions, um, you know Davis Entertainment, um, Chuseco, you know, all working on you know with with Berlanti being the bigger, you know, the bigger, you know, pub, or, you know, 
production house behind this to where it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to get good stories. It it would, when I was through 20th Century Fox, if, if they partner with other, other distribution agencies, other, other publishers, you know, a, a certain Brothers Warner, I could see Berlanti doing a special DC Arrow, or, you know, the Arrowverse with this, where you get people coming in, you know, you, you choose, okay, who are we going to follow? Are we going to follow Supergirl? Are we going to follow Green Arrow? Are we going to follow Flash? I could see that going on. Could it, would it, you know, would it be eventful? Maybe. I don't know. This is one of those, I, I honestly would say, is, is a more of a wait and see approach. Because, I mean, I could also see it working, you know, with, you know, like you, you would probably have better access to it than I would, because I could see them doing it in the bigger cities of which I do not live in. Maybe uh, Berlanti is still an unproven commodity as far yeah. as movies. Yeah, he, he he's not been known for that. His work has gotten very prolific on TV, uh, mostly with the DC superhero stuff, but even some other things. But his his film output is still pretty low. He's attached to the Booster Gold movie, I believe, but that's it's really he, he's, it. been a, he's been attached to that longer than The Rock has been. Um, then the, the, the rock's been attached, attached to, to Black, Black Adam. Adam. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I, I look forward to being surprised. Uh, and, or or choose option B, and I won't be surprised. <laughs> and here's here's honestly the other part that sort of. So I'm, I'm looking at his filmography with his films, the stuff that he's directed. Um, okay, I'll include I'll include writing in here as well because he he didn't direct Green Lantern, he only wrote, you know he he only wrote and produced it. Um, same thing with Wrath of the Titans. Wrath of the Titans and Pan are probably his two biggest ones, and he wrote Wrath of the Titans and produced Pan. Um, I believe both were panned. Yes, I mean they weren't great, but they did better than ryan reynolds's superhero movie before he was deadpool uh the, he's Wolverine origins <laughs> he was still deadpool oh by name was he though i don't think he was by name but he's like because like, he's only directed three movies so far you know with his i don't know when his this other one's coming out but uh with his latest being love simon i feel like that's sort of going to be the bigger test well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a long way to go to make a whole movie out of playing a, a game that just goes eh, 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 and then you have to play it back. Uh, I, I enjoy Simon, but I wouldn't say I love it. Too many batteries. Wait, did Although I, I've loved other things that take a lot of batteries, too. Hey, so let's move on to the last story. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sorry. I'm going to get out of this. this uh, final story. Uh, Marvel boss Kevin... Fahey? Yep. Fiegel? Uh, it confirms that an Eternals movie is in development. Now, in development is is one of those things because we, we had a we had an Inhumans movie in development and then it developed into the Inhumans <laughs> movie slash show and uh, that was a problem for everybody. 
But I, I also feel like that was a redheaded stepchild as soon as it was introduced. It's like, yeah, and humans, we'll maybe get to that. No, we won't. Uh, the Eternals, I don't know. I, I, I kind of know less about them than they knew about the Inhumans, to be totally honest. Uh, they were introduced in the late 70s, I think, by Jack Kirby. And so there's mm -hmm. there's certainly something to love for the fact that they're a Kirby creation. They are related to the Celestials, and we've seen uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy a Celestial head floating around, because I believe that's where Nowhere was based out of. But... Yep. It So it's, an, it's another cosmic related movie option for Marvel, which is good. And it, it, that might help set it apart from the stuff that's going on since we're in the midst of closing off the original ideas of what the Marvel universe has been with the third and fourth Avengers movies uh, and going into the next phase. This could be a way to do the next phase without having to worry so much about all the things that have happened with Iron Man and Captain America and stuff. Uh, I have not seen the movie, so I have no way of spoiling it other than to say that uh, probably good. Yeah. But what do you think of this? Uh, so when we know that the, the films that are coming out already that have been announced, uh, a new Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, uh, whatever else is getting, was already on the well, plate, plus Avengers yeah. 4. Yeah, right now, so post-Infinity War, we have three movies left that are planned you know, like from that big that are announced. Well, yeah, that are announced that have set release dates. Um, you know, have been filmed or have finished filming, and it's um, you know, the next one which is coming up in like three months, I think. Um, and, and the Wasp. Then we get Captain Marvel next February, and then the fourth Avengers movie. Well, there's um, also the next Spider-Man movie in July of next year. Oh, they start shooting that's, it in July next year. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That that's year. after, but that's going to be after that Avengers movie and all that. Um, but that's one that we know that yeah, exists, but, and we but, expect a Guardians three. Yeah, but but what but I, we what haven't I, had announcements of like a Doctor Strange two. We haven't had announcements of of anything beyond that. We haven't like been told of a actual Black Widow movie or a Falcon yeah, movie or I, anything else. What but what I'm getting at is. Kevin Feige, because Kevin Feige has talked about a lot about, you know, with even like the naming of, um, you know, not revealing the name of the next Avengers movie. You know, we just know it as Avengers 4 and how it's sort of been. Well, obviously it's a quest for peace. <laughs> um, You know, how it's been the, you know, this thing. This is, he he's, they're doing this very particularly because that is the, you know, this next Avengers movie is the end of phase three so they don't you they don't want to they don't want to do what they did with age of ultron where because that's where you know it was before age of ultron where we got the release of all these movies that was coming out you know they had it up until you know until age of ultron and all, and that's where we had um the inhumans and you know all these other movies that were in here you know we had the guardians of the galaxy volume two and stuff in you know in here announced and it's, it's basically where marvel and dc both had a dick measuring contest and so far marvel's dick is bigger um, well no let, let's let's rephrase that uh more of marvel's dick showed up 
DC's dick. Uh, DC's dick made a lot of promises that it 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 didn't keep. Uh, I don't know uh, if they should have taken a little blue pill, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, mean, I, I get what you're saying. Is is planning so far out and not even planning so far out that that's realistic, but announcing so far out. One, it can steal the thunder of what you have going on right now, mm-hmm. like you were uh, asserting that uh, when we knew Avengers Infinity War, uh, which was presumably parts one and two when it was first announced, was coming, and we hadn't even seen Age of Ultron yet, it kind of stole some of the thunder from Age of Ultron because people yep. are already looking towards the next thing. Uh, and there's... So, so thinking that far ahead, important. But saying to everybody, oh, yeah, and then this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. One, it it sets you up to look like you you've failed when you don't release those things, DC. Uh, but <laughs> or it looks like when you uh, say, hey, we've got this Inhumans movie coming out and then it suddenly becomes a TV show and everybody's expectations go way down low, but not even close to low enough. It 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 steals some of the the importance of what's so coming here's, right next yeah so here's here's what i think kevin feige and uh, um you know the heads at marvel are doing i feel like they are focusing in on the creatives behind these movies that are making them successes because you know if you go back to that picture of when they did that press conference for the movies that were coming out and how much that changed from then to now. Um, you know, even with like a year after, you know, there were still changes made to where you had, you know, like, oh, well, we bumped this back, and we bumped that back, and all this stuff. I feel like now, because I I'd seen an article where Kevin Feige said that we'll get a Black Panther when Ryan Coogler wants to do another Black Panther movie and all that. That tells me, okay, he has faith in Ryan Coogler. You know, and the you know to do that, it's, it's probably gonna be the same thing with with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, um, probably with a, a Taika Waititi, you know, doing you know a Thor sequel, um, or, or you know even taking over other characters and all that stuff. So to get back to the Eternals here, I feel like this makes sense because also, and this is where I I'm not one hundred percent sure, but. In the comics, isn't Thanos from the Eternals? Isn't he uh, like a child of the Eternals? I don't know. If if the Eternals were Marvel's answer, we get Jack Kirby back and uh, he wants to do a Marvel version of the New Gods. And and so Thanos is is Marvel's dark side, maybe. But again, I don't have enough familiarity with the Eternals to say if that's the case, it, yeah. it, all that space stuff kind of blends in, but certainly uh, Kirby's involvement, yeah, uh, Starlin's involvement, it, it seems like those things could tie together well. Yeah, but it also he's... could be, didn't didn't James Gunn say that he has another set of movies that he'd like to do outside yeah. of Guardians? And yeah. this could be a part of that, and he could use the OG Guardians that he was introducing in Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy 2 as yeah. part of this as well yeah very true so uh, i'm gonna hit on real quick because i found it on the wikipedia um you know in the comics he was born to the eternals mentor and uh suisan probably butchering that name um so yeah in you know again 
comics he was an inter- uh, he was an eternal but it's like basically he he's like an eternal but he's also an a, mu- a mutant because he looked different because his you know his mother's great grandfather was a was a california raisin um and all that but i mean it's so i i honestly i look at this and at at the eternals and i think it is a great you know even with like what they're um you know folk you know they're focusing in on on one of the characters uh from the eternals they've gotten many writers i feel like it's just one of those things like they're gonna like yeah yeah they're saying hey it's in the works but it's not like oh hey this is what it's gonna be and stuff and and i agree i mean it's i feel like what marvel's doing is they have their group of people who, who have been hitting it out of the park and want to do stuff with them so it's like it's sort of like the uh what, what are they gonna do are they gonna you know just sort of you know piss on the cornflakes of james gunn and all these other guys or are they gonna you know go oh yeah you want to create well, what what ideas you got you know and, and stuff like that because that second one's going to be a better option so it's going to make you know marvel and ultimately disney that millions of dollars you know the i also feel I also feel like at the point we're at with the Marvel films is that the idea of the interconnectivity and and having to to establish a world is so taken care of already that now it would be very easy to bring in tertiary characters, uh, things that weren't really looked at before, and just have it work. Building that that base with iron man and the avengers and all these things makes everything else have a foundation under it that they don't have to explain what this world is like that they're in so that they could do a moon knight movie they could do a madcap movie i don't know there's any number of of marvel characters you could choose uh they can't do neat d-man because that's just dumb but all these other things that they could bring in to the marvel universe pre-existing and a lot of the grunt work is already out of the way so it, it would be a lot easier and they don't have to have things back and forth crisscrossing all the time of like, and you know, Bucky is over here with, with T'Challa in, in black Panther land. And, uh, and, and Tony Stark is hanging out with the members of shield and, and all these other things. It's like now the interplay isn't as needed. It's valued. It, it's beloved when it works, but this, this thing of like, Oh, and then we spin Ant-Man out of uh the the we we have them tie into the avengers because it makes ant-man seem more pertinent and we have dr strange seem more pertinent by having him have the thor stinger at the end maybe that that time is kind of over by the time we get to phase four yeah and i mean i don't know i mean i also wonder how many more stan lee cameos we're really going to get as sad as that is to say i'm not going to comment on that i mean it's it's I, I get, I get where you're going, but I, there's a comment I was going to make. I'm like, oh, nope, nope, nope. Eat the words, just eat the words. Calm, you know. Wait your two weeks, like your rule is, Greg. Come on. Um, I, I really think we're gonna have to do, do a an Infinity War special where we just spoil. You know, we get in depth because there's a lot that you can talk about with it, and it's pretty fair because it's a what two and a half, almost three hour movie. But yeah, but. I'm not going to talk about that quite yet because I got to say, this is going to do it for the news and we will be right back. And we are back and it is time for the else views is the portion of the show where I talk about Avengers infinity war because I saw 
Avenger, Avengers Infinity War, which is why we bumped things back. Because... But we are going to express once again, yes. it is going to be a spoiler-free review at this point in time out of respect of the uh, the wishes of the, the directors of, of, of the, the Russo. Films. Of yeah. the Russo brothers. Yeah, so Avengers Infinity War, Avengers 3 as it was known to be because it's the third Avengers movie is the culmination Civil War. Well, Civil War was Captain America. Sure, it was. Had Captain America before it had Civil War. But, anyways, this is the. So, we talked in the news about the whole Eternals thing and how, you know, we're finishing out phase four. Part of me feels like this should have been the end of phase four. Like, boom, you done. You mean the end of phase three? Or phase three. Yeah, sorry, phase three. Um, you know, boom, done here now, and now on to phase four. Now, saying that for people who will, who have seen the movie or will see the movie, they're gonna go, Greg, what the fuck? You know, you, how are you gonna end like this? I mean, and it's one of those because they they did the different bumper because they turned the for Marvel Studios they turned the IO into a ten because oh they've been around for ten years, yay, and stuff like that. Which I mean, yay, you know, they're they've been around for ten years and stuff. You know, creating you know hits i don't think they've really had i think the first two thor movies were their closest they've had to bombs um, i don't know if they were necessarily bombs but our expectations kept getting higher and higher yeah. and so you go back to things like the the first thor or uh the incredible hulk movie that was universal but under marvel studios as association with it they they don't perform at the same level, but the first Iron Man doesn't perform at the same level as Iron Man three, yeah. uh, and it, they've they've gone up. The expectations have gone higher. Mm -hmm. I don't know where uh, Ant Man landed or Doctor Strange landed, but I'm sure that they didn't perform at the level of Civil War or well Guardians of the Galaxy. Because and but with that, I mean, I don't know, but it's not like the to keep it in the Disney family, we, we haven't had the cars to, you know, bombs, you know, that we've had with the Pixar movies. Right. Um, but so this is the, this is also the third. So this is completing a couple of trilogies here because this is also the third Russo brothers directed movie um, with them doing winter soldier civil war and now infinity war. Um, this is also the movie of a thousand fucking actors. Not fucking actors like it's a porno, but so many goddamn actors. <laughs> you were about to get my 10 bucks a lot faster. <laughs> um, so and one of the questionable popcorn on the floor. <laughs> I don't, we don't sell caramel corn. Why is this sticky? <laughs> so, one of the things I will say there's less shaky cam in WWE. I mean, for a lot of these action scenes, they go super shaky and it's just like now granted i was the the jackass who sat in the front you know front center at the movie like i'm going to see hamilton you know on broadway uh youth well i don't want to you know have to squeeze by people and you know and, and have people right beside me so i'm just like there's two whole rows empty up front i'm gonna sit up front and i just did this i just like sort of laid back and you know had my head on the back of the thing it ended up backfiring where i had a kid which is why i didn't end up going shut the fuck up but i thought about it a couple times very loudly in my head 
Because every time you see now, not spoilers, because the because we already know these people are in here, but you know, you see Spider-Man, he's like, Spider-Man. I'm like, oh my god, shut up. We know it's Spider-Man. We heard his voice. You know, or you know, oh, oh, look at Star. Or what is it? I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, come on. Seriously, do we need running dialogue? This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. Because if you're gonna do it, make a joke. Um, but overall, the movie is really good. Um, they are setting up. It, so I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it to you this way: If, and I, and I'm, I know it's not, but if the fourth Avengers movie was called Infinity War Part Two, I would totally understand, because with how the movie ends, it's you, you're like, oh, okay, that's like the, the kid behind me goes, what? And I'm like, oh my God, shut, no, dude, come on, just watch the movie absorb it then react not just a oh no there was other moments where everyone reacted i'm like okay that's that's one thing it's like when you get one person going it's like but so overall watching this movie i kept i kept thinking i want is i want the blu-ray i want the 4k so i can get the behind the scenes stuff to see because hopefully they have stuff on how they film some of these things um because unfortunately the entire uh director's commentary is going to be that kid from behind you <laughs> yeah um oh no because i did some i did some like things like as he go as it ends because it it ends the same way lego batman uh ends with fade to black spoilers i ruined the whole movie oh my gosh i'm so sorry but no seriously that's how it ends it's just black and then credits and he goes what that's it and i'm like you know they're doing the next avengers movie comes out next year right He's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. You only got two movies, and his dad goes, yeah. It's you just got to wait for uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, and then Captain Marvel, and all that. But no, I'm I'm serious because uh, so this might be the closest I get to a spoiler. But Peter, Peter Dinklage is in the movie, um, playing a dwarf. That's all I'm going to say on that on that regards. Poor guy never gets to play against type. <laughs> well, um, but there's a lot of scaling stuff like like with Josh Brolin's as Thanos and some of the scenes where he's interacting with you know these other actors where he's either the same size or you know not towering above like I believe Thanos is like nine feet tall and stuff and there are scenes where I'm like well is that practical or is that digital and all that and they maybe it's Maybelline yeah yeah maybe it is maybe but it's it's one of those like from watching this is like okay i'm definitely gonna get you know probably gonna get the 4k blu-ray um unless target offers a you know really awesome special edition that's not just 40 pages of work um but no yeah actually that was the great part was when andy circus came in haha <laughs> fake spoiler <laughs> that's honestly what i'm gonna t- tell my coworker because he's he's gonna come up to me and go so how was it and it's gonna be like oh it was great when um when Ulysses Claw came in and just killed everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is a movie that has 10 years of other movies behind Mm it and multiple films that have hit their trilogy mark. Um, Your Cap, your Thor, your Iron Man. Mm -hmm. And this is what is considered the... If it was a trilogy, which it was kind of implied that it was, it was just the last film was going to be broken up in two parts. This would be the the 
final part of the Avengers trilogy, but it's not quite that. So expectations are phenomenally high. Mm -hmm. And that can be both great to to get people excited to go see the movie. Uh, The estimation I saw was that this thing was going to make half a billion in the opening weekend. Uh, But that can also lead to huge disappointment. Yeah. If it doesn't live up to those expectations. And when it's a film that obviously leads into yet another film, how easy is that to actually do to meet those expectations? Uh, and and are people going to be inevitably disappointed by what's not there and or, or things that do happen that they don't agree with or don't want to see yet? Yeah. So here's... <laughs> I, I love these... these uh comments that beat is hitting on here um you know mickey rourke's cameo was mem- was mesmerizing yes, I, yes. I mean to mickey rourke it was yeah um so this is this is one of the things i'm going to say out of all so this this movie actually did a couple things for me i want so desperately want a standalone hulk movie i know it's probably never going to happen because it is so so twisted up in licensing hell with universal but from watching this, I want a Mark Ruffalo standalone Hulk movie. The other thing I'm going to do is where this is probably the one movie. Now, asterisk until the next Avengers movie comes out that you that you need to have seen a lot of the Avengers or a lot of the other uh, Marvel movies of the past 10 years. There are a few you don't really need to don't really need to see. You don't have to have seen Black Panther, for example, in order to follow this plot. Um, Thor Ragnarok, on the other hand, you do, because it where with where Thor Ragnarok ends, that's where this begins. It's almost like done, you know, sort of deal. Um, but Black Panther, there's enough in here with the to where if you had not seen Black Panther you would be like who are the, who are these people but then it's quickly explained you know it's quickly you like, think they did that because they didn't know that black panther was going to be the biggest goddamn movie of the of the year I, so far no they did it because they did it with a lot of the other people yeah have, I, I feel like when i read comics something that i've always stood by is that you should treat every issue like it's somebody's first issue mm-hmm. even if you're in the middle of an existing storyline uh, so you don't want to spend too much time on it to to bore the, yeah. the readers who, who've been there for the last 10 years, but you do want to make some caveats for, if is this if this is your first time seeing Jimmy Olsen, let's give you an idea of Jimmy Olsen. If, if this is your first time seeing Aurora Monroe as Storm, let's let you know what the X-Men are and who Storm is. Yeah, but, so, the, right. the, but the beautiful part with this is if you go with Mar- the the marvel chronology here they have they they have ways of of bringing in this stuff into the movie and and you could probably think of who they are right now who missed out on the last avengers movie uh, out of the, civil war who when you was made the quote in- the quote signs yeah who, who <laughs> was who was not in civil war right yeah they use hulk they use bruce banner to to catch a lot of people up on uh, you know like like for the people who hadn't seen 
you know, maybe they didn't watch any of the Thor movies or they didn't watch any of the Iron Man movies or they didn't watch the Cat America movies or what, or, you know, whatever it is. They then, you know, go, okay, they, they use Hulk for a, a bit of it. Um, I do wonder who is coming into this movie dry, though. That's tough. If you're coming into this dry, like, this is not the movie to come into dry. Like, like my, my wife had said she's like do you want me to go see the the new avengers movie with you because she knows that i'm excited about it uh-huh. and 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 i said no that that's fine i don't mind going to see it by myself she's like i you've only made me watch a couple of the movies and you've you've only had me watch the ones that you think i would like and i've liked them everything that i've seen with you i've enjoyed but but i don't try to overexpose her to it i know that the stuff isn't her thing she's like so so what so has it, she seen? Well, I I took her to see Guardians of the Galaxy. In particular, mm-hmm. we went and saw that. I've played other stuff with her in the room, but I haven't asked her to pay attention to it. Yeah. Uh I I probably wouldn't mind sitting down and watching Doctor Strange with her just because I think since it's so tonally what it what it appears and it it seems visually interesting and it's not so tied in everything else in its own movie. Until the end, you get the little hints of, of stuff here and there. Uh, I feel like that could work well. But we saw both Guardians movies together. Uh, after I'd seen the first one, I made her go watch it. I went a second time. And then the second one came out, and we went yeah. and saw that together. Uh, Ant-Man, I think she would probably enjoy. We had started to watch it one night, and it was just too late for her. But I feel like I could get away with that one as well. Mm-hmm. She would probably enjoy the Iron Man movies, and she would probably really like Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how much she would get out of Thor Ragnarok without watching the other Thors. And I feel like if I made her watch the other Thors, she would have she a problem. She wouldn't want to watch Thor Ragnarok then, yeah. yeah. I feel, okay, so with that, I feel like, and then I'm going to answer Beat's question here, Beat's big question here. Um, Thor Ragnarok, I feel, I would feel comfortable enough with, because again, with how they explain it in the beginning, to say, just have her go into Thor Ragnarok. You maybe know, maybe maybe the first one and then like do the like tell her the cliff notes of you know of uh dark world well baby you in in thor dark world what happened is it was mostly a blizzard cutscene for any time the <laughs> villain was on the screen and uh, uh th- there was a fun cameo with captain america yeah. Other than that, we don't, we don't, Cat Dennings, just being Cat Dennings again. Yeah. Like so, just... so I'm going to answer Beat's big question. I feel like we need to make that a segment title thing. Um, you know, he, he asks, was there enough exposure for each character in that lineup? 400 heroes in, in, you know, in it. It's so a lot of the characters there, it's almost every hero in the movies that we have seen. And it is also a lot of their supporting characters. But so, for example, because this is very early in the movie, where we meet, we 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 hit, we see Spider Man, and well, I should say, we see Peter Parker on the bus, and he sees, you know, danger, and he has to get off the bus. So, he he smacks Genki, who's not Genki, um, Ned, <laughs> but it's Genki. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's Genki, but his, his name's Ned. Um, and he you know he smacks Ned and goes, hey. Cause a distraction for me, you know. I got, you know, I, I got to get out of here, and all that. And then, cleverly, 
you know, he goes because he sits in his palm and throws it at people. (laughs) No, actually, he goes, we're all going to die because he sees what Peter's trying to get him to cover for him for. So everyone, which then leads brilliantly into the Stanley cameo. It's in the beginning of the movie, so it's not really spoilers, but it's that's as far as I'm going to get. Um, you know, same thing with like, you know, with Pepper Potts, you know, it's these minor, these supporting characters for the people they're in there. And then it's like, and then you, and then it's done. You don't see any more of them because you don't need, need any more of them. They're, they're flavor enhancers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They are the salt to this, to this steak and all uh, bad choice of words for this steak or the salt. But I mean, they, they, yeah, exactly. They're the flavor enhancers. They're the salt to this popcorn. Um, that's a better one. And <laughs> by the way, my favorite Marvel character, obviously, Monosodium Gluteate Man. It's yeah. Oh yeah. So the other thing, the other thing, the content. Yeah. The other, the other thing I will say is only one cutscene, and it's at the very end. So you sit through all the credits. There's not really any fancy motion thing, you know, motion credit things like there have been recently. The other thing I found interesting, oh, and you can sort of tell who's not in the movies if you look at the lineup for what's coming up before the next movie. Um, sorry, oops, I might have said too much, but um, no, yeah, Ant- basically, I'm gonna say Ant Man's not in the movie. You know, you, you don't see him, you don't see Cap Marvel because I feel that Ant Man is in all the Marvel movies and not seeing him as part <laughs> of the process. Yeah, yeah, he's he's mentioned, but that's about it. Um. I still go back to what I first said when Ant- when they announced the Ant-Man movie was coming out. I'm like, they should do a trailer like they did for mm-hmm. Lilo and Stitch, where they showed Stitch in like all the other Disney films, like causing some oh, sort yeah. of havoc. They should like, here's Hawkeye's arrow shooting it at one of the the Chitari, and there's Ant-Man on it. Like, what the fuck? Uh, he should have been the character that was established ahead of everybody else, and they just uh, yeah. backstoried him in. Yeah. Um, sorry, you just but they can do that with Michael Douglas. Yeah, you you just reminded me of something else too. But I'm like, oh, hey, duh. Um, but yeah, and then the other, the other part is, um, so you know how in the movies they've been doing like the the thanks to and they've or and they've credited some of the creators, some of the the creatives that have been working on the comic. They didn't do that here, where you know I can definitely see a lot of, um, like Jonathan Hickman's run with the Avengers. Um, you know, I could, I can pick out, you know, different, like, oh, well, this is like from here and from here and from here with some of the stories, but I didn't see a thank you to, you know, anyone in there in the credits. So that part, but it, it could have been something that I missed, but then I'm like, wait, really? That's, that's a little bit weird in my, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love the movie. The movie is great. I mean, I highly recommend going and seeing it. And um, actually, honestly, I was excited for that end credit scene. And Corey, when you see the movie, you will know exactly why. But yeah, uh, that is going to do it here for the show. So I will, I will leave it with this. If you have seen by the time, because I think we get this put up about about Sunday or Monday for the audio. So if you have seen Avengers: Infinity War, and I, w- I want to hear your comments. I want to hear what you thought of it. And you could send send those comments to our voicemail. You can you can call us, leave us a voicemail at 805-328-3966 or by emailing us mail at elsnerds.com. 
if if you do leave us a voicemail, just say like, "Hey, this is for the the else nerds." And also, you you know, there's the Twitter options. Um, I usually do this at the end, but I'm gonna do them here. Um, you know, you can follow the show at else nerds. You know, at Galactic Netcast. You know, DM us at the else nerds or myself at that Gregor with your reviews. You know, saying, "Hey, what what do you like like about it? What you what you not like about it?" Um, you know, talk to you know message Beatmaster. Hit him up at Beatmaster eighty. Or you know, or Sean, just, you know, just out of the blue, just go, hey, hey, Sean, you know, at, at Esperance PA, Avengers was awesome. This part was great. Blah blah blah. Um, you could find. But be careful because Sean may not have seen it yet. So let's <laughs> yeah. let's not, let's not say, oh, please attack Sean with Avengers spoilers. Uh, <laughs> he, he's totally prepared and down for it. <laughs> yeah. The other part, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/galacticnetcasts. And also, I have my Twitch channel. I'm gonna try to do some of that, some of that a little bit here too. Actually, what I will tell you, what I suggest, really quick, as an aside, because it goes with the Twitch. If you have the Lego, uh, Lego Marvel Heroes two, and you have the season pass, the they released the Infinity War DLC. Play that. That is fun. That is just fun. You're playing as Thanos in there, and you're like, actually, that one is the lead up to the last what was it infinity the the jonathan hickman infinity uh infinity thing that he did like one of the last things that he that you know there was a series before secret the the late, last secret wars that we had i think that series was infinity castration I, well you're i think it was just called infinity but yeah you're right it was a yeah. it was sort of a castration um but yeah it's really fun to play and you unlock teen Groot and all that but you could see me playing that maybe some other games over at twitch.tv slash that gregor and Corey, i hear you have solutions to fix the universe uh i don't but i uh i try to talk some out with my good buddies nate and brandon over at the inky studios uh we do a little show it's just made it back to the air after an unfortunate hiatus which is understandable uh based yeah. off the circumstances it oh, yeah. doesn't make the show any better having come back it's it's oh what a what a fucking mess. Uh, yeah. So if you'd like to hear that fucking mess, uh, you can go to stfucast.com. Also, I do a horror podcast that is horror with an H O R R O R as opposed to a uh, Trumpian lawsuit. And uh, <laughs> not speaking of anybody that is specifically coming out of work works yet. Uh, but we do know that uh, he's a pisser. So uh, if you want, you can, on this network, go to gncast.com slash pot, P-O-T, for a podcast of terror, and uh, listen to Matt and I talk about different movies. We did do, as I mentioned earlier, Pitch Black this last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, this coming weekend, I believe we're doing something with my other showmate, Brandon Raymond. We were going to do a quiet place, but unfortunately, uh, my my scheduling didn't work out for me to get to the theater. So we are going to be doing Gerald's Game, the Netflix movie based off of the Stephen King story. So uh, look forward to that. Nice. And the final thing to be said is one: don't spoil Avengers Infinity War for people yet. Uh, but two, this has been a Don't Tell Glenn production. We will see you next week. Or else. Everyone dies. 
more on this Galactic Network podcast, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. <laughs>